You're listening to the Drifting Pretty Podcast, a podcast that inspires you to turn your dreams into achievable goals. Welcome to the Drifting Pretty Podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Sue, and this is our first bonus episode. In the last episode, we interviewed Dr. Julie Van and opened up our voicemail line for questions. And boy, did we get questions. So today, Dr. Julie Van returns to give us an update on her egg freezing process and answers your questions. Also, we're doing our very first giveaway. Julie chooses her favorite voicemail question, and that person wins some free Drifting Pretty swag. So let's get this started. I'm gonna give Julie a call right now, so here we go. I'm gonna dial her up. Hello. Hey, Julie. Hey, Nadine. <laughs> so do you have time now to talk? I, I, we need an update. You got a few minutes? Yeah, sure. What's up? Okay. So last time you were here with us, you walked us through the egg freezing process. And I want to pick up where we left off. You were doing your daily injections and you're about a week away from your egg retrieval surgery. Fill us in. Like what happened after we recorded that episode? Oh, yeah. So I went to the doctors that Monday for my checkup, and he said that I was really ready. My eggs were like <laughs> 20, which Whoa. means that they doubled from the 10 they were at before. So he moved up the surgery to Thursday instead of Saturday. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> you, you were right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was definitely right. He, like he said, you got to do it earlier. So we ended up moving it um, to Thursday. It was kind of fun. It, was, it wasn't that bad of a surgery. To be honest, it was the after part that was a little bit rough. But yeah. Okay, so Thursday happens. I go into surgery. I think 36 hours before then, I shot myself with one of extra med, the Pregnal, mm -hmm. um, which is the one that triggers me to release, release. the eggs, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was crazy. It's so surreal. I came in the morning. Um, I had my escort take me because I was going to get sedated and I wouldn't be able to drive for 24 hours afterwards. I was just sitting there and then I was all like, um, you know, prepped, ready to go. Like I had my you know hair tied up, like completely like naked and just wearing their little gown. And then they started my IV. They just had me sit in the bed. And it's crazy because there's this girl right next to me as well who was also getting it done, but right before I was. And she had like a husband there and a support system. And I was just there by myself. And they, it was almost kind of <laughs> awkward. I felt like a teen mom or something. <laughs> <laughs> Your illegitimate eggs. <laughs> yeah. So I was like doing all these selfies and photos, you know, just to waste some time and feel like less alone. <laughs> like It was kind of awkward. But you're that like strong, independent woman that is yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely a cool experience. And one more to put in my books for things that I've done independently. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so can you tell me how they did it? Like what what's the procedure? Because I, I think I know, but <laughs> tell us. So personally, for my procedure, I had the transvaginal ultrasound aspiration um, used to retrieve my eggs. What? Wait, um, wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you like can you just paint a picture? So are they going up your vagina? Is this it? <laughs> yeah. During this procedure, an ultrasound probe um, is there inserted into my vagina to identify which follicles there are. The follicles are like those big sacs that hold my little eggs. I'm visualizing here. So they stick <laughs> yeah. that, that ultrasound stick with the condom on it mm -hmm. up your vagina. <laughs> and then they're looking at your eggs, which you're calling follicles. I'm trying to, you know. You yeah. Know. And then a needle 
gets guided through the vagina as well. Oh, and so into the you have a probe and a needle going in your vagina. Okay, and that will suck out the eggs from your uterus. Uh, yep, yeah, I'll I'll take the eggs out. Mm-hmm. So they dilate your cervix and they go into your uterus and take out the follicles through the needle. Is that right? I'm not sure if they dilated it. To be honest, um, I do know that they put the ultrasound in and then yeah. they put the needle in. I'm not exactly sure on all the all the medical portions of Come it, but on, I do Dr. know the whole Man. idea. <laughs> I know the whole idea is they put the ultrasound in, which are like the eyes, and yep. then they identify what to take out. Then they put the needle through, and it gets guided through the ultrasound. Okay. And then they aspirate, which means they pull the needle and grab the egg with the needle. Maybe they just put the needle through the cervix. Yeah, they had to have gotten it somehow. <laughs> yeah. Because you took the shot, mm-hmm. which was the trigger shot, the last shot, the pregnant. Oh, uh, yeah. Pregnant yeah. was my last. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was like the HCG, which yeah. is pretty much the pregnancy hormone. Okay. That triggers to release the eggs from the ovaries mm-hmm. down and into your uterus, I think. Right? Oh, that's a You should question. know this, Dr. Van. <laughs> you should, right? Uh-oh. Uh, maybe. I, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's so many procedures that you can do, though. I think mine was specifically a transvaginal ultrasound. I think there might be other ways you could do it. That's... The, Maybe less common. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry for those of you listening if it got a little graphic, but you know, some of us inquiring minds wanted to know and we just we just need to know. So it was a really good experience, I think. Um yeah, I was in and out in less than an hour. Okay. So what what kind of pain were you in? Oh man, it was pretty bad. Um it was like just so crampy. It almost felt like it was almost like a huge swelling, but like it was really painful. Hmm. But then when I took the Vicodin, it was good. It was good. Yeah. I was able to sleep. I was, it was much more comfortable. Hmm. Um, so I had trouble getting my meds. And then I finally got my meds. And it was so sweet. When I got home, I saw like a whole bouquet of flowers that my sister and, bro- oh. and brother-in-law had left me. And then later in the day, I also had, um, I got like a egg retrieval cake, like a surprise ice cream cake. And that was so <laughs> nice. sweet. Like the worst part though, it was, it was almost like one of those Murphy laws type of day. So the person who got the candles actually got the ones that like you blow and it re-sparks. It's like those, <laughs> those candles. And it was an ice cream cake as well. So I kept blowing on it and I was already in pain because like my Riken didn't kick in yet. So I kept blowing <laughs> and I kept going back on and it ended up melting all the way on top of the ice cream. So like the top layer of the ice, the ice cream cake was completely ruined and just waxy. So it was just one of those days. But I got really nice flowers. So that was nice. Oh, you have such love going on in your family. I love it. I'm so jealous. Like, man, I don't have any sisters. Like, geez, so sweet. Oh, okay. So um, now here's the big question. Drum roll, please. So the ladies and I of Drifting Pretty made wagers. Um, We've all put money down on how many eggs your doctor was able to retrieve. Now, keep in mind, for those of you listening, according to a 2019 study at the ARC Fertility Clinic, on average, 10 to 20 eggs are usually retrieved in this process. So me and the Drifting Pretty people here, men and women, we've all made bets. Anywhere from Benson saying, he, you only got seven, which I don't believe. And like Sarah being in the middle, like 15, it's a very safe bet. And I'm like, yo, she got 31. So who's right? Like, 
how many <laughs> eggs were retrieved? So they retrieved 20 eggs. 28 eggs. Nice. Okay. So we have an estimate from Linda of 27. So Linda is the winner. <laughs> We've all wow. wagered. That's We've awesome. wagered some money. <laughs> so uh, Linda will be very happy and a little richer. So nice. <laughs> How does that feel? Like, did you think you were going to get that many eggs? Yeah, that's a lot more than I expected. I think when they first counted before the surgery, they were saying it was like 15. I think they said it was like nine on one side and six on the other. Mm-hmm. So my guess was that it's going to be closer to 15, just like Sarah guessed. Yeah. Um, and then it ended up being like an extra 13 and 25, <laughs> which were frozen. Um, so um, it was a lot more than I expected. Were you doing extra shots? <laughs> no. Be real. Were you like... Upping your dose by an extra. <laughs> that that might explain why I had to get the surgery so much earlier. Yeah, you <laughs> like were like two days pumped early. up. You were probably like sweet talking the pharmacist, like you could put a little extra CCs in that. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my god, I did mix it up myself. <laughs> Who knows if I messed that up? <laughs> I'm just no. Okay. All right. I I see. I see. Well, another reason why I'm calling you is because. You know, after your episode, we got so many voicemails from your fans out there. And I, you know, we just had to turn this into a bonus episode. And, you know, for those of you um, new to the voicemail thing, like we have our voicemail line open. And, you know, we encourage you guys to send voicemails in for our guests. And um, boy, did Julie's guests listen. And they sent their voicemails in. So what we're going to do is, um, so Julie, I'm going to play the voicemails for you. And then if you could just answer your your fans' questions, um, that would be great. Because inquiring minds wonder to know much about Julie Van. So here we go, Julie. I'm going to play the first one for you. Hi, this is Stella from OC. And I would, like, I would like to ask Julie that how does it feel like to ride a motorbike? Hi, Stella from OC. Um... I guess to ride a motorbike, you just have to kind of be on it. Um, I For me, it's like freedom. It's almost like, um, you know, when you, people always talk about riding convertibles down the beach? Think that, but full body instead of just your hair and your head. I, I think it's like that. It's just really relaxing, re- a lot of freedom, a lot of amazing air that just kind of goes in. And for me, when when I was um, in Korea or just whenever I was stressed, I loved going on rides because it just let me reset. And it was almost like my own therapy. And I think it depends on the bike that you're on, too. So for me, when I was on a scooter, it was very chill vibes. Very like, um, I've never been to Hawaii, but it's very, I would imagine it to be very Hawaiian vibes. Sport bikes gives you more of an adrenaline rush. It's a lot more of a workout. But, and it depends what kind of sport bike you're on, too. With my Ducati, it gets hot really fast, especially if you go slow or if you're on just normal streets. So I like riding a little like on the freeways with that or along, you know, longer roads with that that don't have any um, lights because their downside of Ducati's is that does burn up really quickly, especially if you're going slow and stopping a lot. So um, even when we did like our Feed the Homeless ride, I think one of the places we went to was uh, Skid Row, which is a homeless area. And there were a lot of red lights, so it got really hot. So we had to swap bikes in between because it really that's the downside of the Ducatis. Hmm. All right, so that's my answer. <laughs> All right, maybe she's going to get a Ducati. We'll see. Okay, Julie, here's the next one. Hey, my name is Jason. I'd like to ask Julie, 
what is the best place to eat in LA? Okay, so context real quick. Julie is a nine-year Yelp elite. (laughs) So I think this is tied to why Jason is asking this. So (laughs) go ahead, Julie. (laughs) I was going to say that's really random, but um, it's so hard for me to choose what's the best place to eat. It just depends what you want to eat. I live in OC, but I've definitely visited LA a lot for food. I'd say the Poplar Picks for casual dining. If you want Nashville hot chicken, Howling Rays is the place to be. They started doing Postmates now from Tuesdays to Saturdays, 10 to 7. So make sure you hit that up if you like Nashville hot chicken. And for, um, I guess, other casual, um, you know, affordable places would be like Morigami Manzo. My favorite thing there is the uni udon. That's if you like, you know, udon. Um, and of course, the list goes on. On the bougier side for special events, things like that. They do have multiple Michelin star restaurants. One of my favorites being Providence. It's a two-star Michelin restaurant. Um, it does rack up quite a bit of expenses. So a normal dinner there is around two to 300, depending on whether or not you get the wine pairing. And for special menu events, it can go up to about $300 for a seven course meal. But it is a two-star Michelin restaurant and it is amazing for a great events. You're looking at like a three to four hour ordeal with like tons of courses. That's almost like an art piece every time. So it's a really great experience. And of course, there's Bestia, which is kind of in between. It's great for Italian food. You know, of course, they have a really amazing bone marrow appetizer that I love. They, that's great for just appetizers to share or like small place to share. Um, they have a lot of unique parts of an animal that they'll serve. And it's kind of adventurous for the meat of or carnivore. All right. Sounds good, Julie. <laughs> I want to go eat now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So here's the next one. Oh, my gosh. We have so many questions. All right. Here was the next one. Brian from Marietta, I wanted to ask Julie what her favorite bobo was. Hey, Brian from Marietta. I actually have never been to Marietta, so I'm not super sure where that is. Um, my favorite boba, I can't give you one. I don't have a favorite anything, really. Um, it just depends my mood. I would say my go-to is usually the 85 degrees sea salt jasmine green tea, mostly because it's pretty tasty and it's like 230 calories for medium. But lately, I've been really into Ali's brown sugar creme brulee durioka milk tea. They opened up a place in Irvine and they have another location in um, Fountain Valley as well. Those are both OC though. Yum. Okay. Here's the next one. Hi, Julie. This is Barry calling from Los Angeles, California, and I just had a question for you. What was the last adventure that you went on? Uh, when was it? And um, I guess if I could ask another question, what's your most exciting adventure you've been on? Thanks. Oh, hi, Barry from Los Angeles. So my latest adventure is where I'm at right now. I'm actually in Northern California. Um, I drove up here yesterday. And it's so random. So I went on Yelp because I was starving and I found out there there's this place, Southern Smokehouse Barbecue, that just opened the same day. Um, so I decided just to walk over there. It was down the street um, from where I'm staying. And it was over a two-hour wait, but they had the best Nashville split wings, mac and cheese, brisket, and fries. They gave away like free pulled pork if you um if you like follow them on Instagram. And that wasn't actually that good, but everything else is so good. I totally recommend it. And today after Afterwards, um, after we finish this call, I'm going to go to Jelly Belly Cafe and probably Benicia with Drea for dinner. 
She's actually lives in NorCal, so I'm going to meet up with her for a social distance outdoor dining experience. And for the rest of the week, I'll be um, in a surgical clinic. So it'll be kind of an adventure for sure. And I guess answering your previous question about the most exciting adventure I've been on, hard to say what the most is, but I maybe Korea, um, just because I was, you know, on my own then, first time I, in my life really that I lived outside the country. And one that I can think of particularly was in, I think, a couple months into me living and moving to Korea, I went to Busan for the first time ever. And it was the most odd thing because I had just barely gotten comfortable with hostels because my friend had visited the month before and introduced me to what a hostel was when we we're in Seoul together. And so I decided to book like a $35 hostel for the first night. And I decided to bougie it up for the very last night and book like a um, Weston <laughs> hotel. So it went from like a $35 a night place to like a $300 a night place. So it was like extremes. But it was amazing. Like when I went to Maya guest house, which was the hostel, I met like some guy from Wales. I met a whole bunch of locals as well as a whole bunch of people from all over Korea. And we just had dinner together that night. We drank together. We like talked. We explored the city together. It was just like me almost like backpacking by myself style. And it's the most amazing experience. And then the next day I had the complete opposite where I went to Weston, um, Chosun, Busan, and that was so beautiful like the whole wall was just glass and my room you can just look out and it was just water it looked like I was living on top of water and um you know I did hiking experience there I got to you know see a live pianist playing and have like high tea there and it was just two extremes and I loved it wow what's <laughs> probably the most exciting thing yeah. <laughs> all right nice and this one is um what you call random so here we go. Hi, I just wanted to ask Julie, what was her favorite holiday? This is uh, Alex calling from San Diego, California. <laughs> Hi, Alex from San Diego. Um, I don't have any favorite holidays, but I guess lately, maybe it's because I'm getting older. I really love spending time with the family. So I'd have to say maybe Christmas just because, um, you know, there's this warmth to it and the gift exchange and just seeing people's surprises and when they receive gifts that they didn't even know that they wanted and then they love it. And I'm always in charge of Secret Santa at my home. So it always makes me excited because it's almost like I'm the event planner and I see it, you know, mm. becoming super successful. But when I was in Korea and I couldn't hang out with the family and stuff. I really loved Halloween. Um, <laughs> in Korea, they don't celebrate Halloween. So all my friends who lived off base and who weren't, who were locals were so excited about it. I think that's what made me super excited. So I had them come on base and we all celebrated Halloween together and it was their first time ever celebrating Halloween. So Aww. that was a really fun experience. Nice. <laughs> okay. All right. And this one's Kind of funny, and you're going to have to give context of this because I understand this question, but our viewers may, our uh, listeners may not. <laughs> Is Julie related to Asian Andy? <laughs> I love him. I love this. It's so funny because it's like text-to-speech, too. If you guys aren't familiar, um, so my, the, yes, the answer is yes. My little brother is Asian Andy. He has like over 900,000 followers on YouTube. He's about to hit a million um, and I'm sure he'll hit it in like the next month or two. But um, now that you mentioned him, he will. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him a couple more thousand. Um, yeah, in the last, I think he just started YouTube like two or three years ago too. But um, he's known for in real life streaming, so IRL, where he just does his normal day activities. He started off on Twitch, then he moved to YouTube. And um, when he does Texas speech, it sounds pretty similar to the way that that audio <laughs> asked me the question. Hmm. That's why it's extra hilarious. Okay. <laughs> Love note. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, last two. Okay, Julie, here we go. Okay. Hello, this is Javier from Houston, Texas. Uh, this is a question for Julie Van. And I was wondering, how do you clean the roof of your mouth and your tongue without gagging? That's a good one. Hey, Javier from Houston, Texas. Um, so it's interesting. 10 to 15% of the people in this world have hypersensitive gag reflexes. So for those people, it's kind of hard to have anything in their mouth, really, and not gag. But fortunately for the majority of people, you know, common brushing your tongue and roof of your mouth should be okay. Little tips I would have would be, you know, sticking your tongue further out and then brushing it. That way it's not as far back in your throat there to trigger any um, reflexes. And, you know, lightly brushing with a soft bristle toothbrush for the roof of your mouth and your tongue. Um, they even have devices like a tongue scraper that might help too. I think Oral-B has like an electric attachment that can help with that. But unfortunately, um, you know, gag reflexes do come from a cranial nerve that everyone has, cranial nerve 9. And people sometimes just have gag reflexes. I think two out of three people have gag reflexes. Um, so unfortunately, you know, if it's something that's super sensitive for you, it just might not go away. Um, things that we can do in the office to help with that when you have to have specific procedures like impressions of your teeth for those molds of your teeth done then we can put like a numbing spray but at home you probably just have to work with the soft bristle toothbrush and be real gentle real soft and you know build it up um, I think with time you can hopefully build up a tolerance and get comfortable with it especially if you are one of those 10 or 15 percent of people who have the hypersensitive gag reflexes nice okay and here's the very last question Julie here we go hi my name's James, and this question is for Julie Van. What is your favorite animal, and why? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> so Hi, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's super random. Hi, Dave. Um, I would say my favorite animal would have to be the human, because I think humans are so unique. We're so such intelligent creatures that build so much infrastructure. Um, you know, I got to give it props to us. You know, I think we're pretty awesome. And we're one of those creatures that, you know, are able to communicate with each other really well. And it's amazing the the progress that the human species has made. I got to say humans. Oh, you're so deep, Julie. I was like, is she going <laughs> to say a cat or a dog? <laughs> nice. All right, Julie. Thank you so much for taking my call and answering everybody's questions and um i'd like to ask you who is the lucky winner of the drifting pretty swag this time who asked your favorite question um i would have to choose javier from houston texas because i always love answering practical questions like that nice well congratulations javier from houston texas uh we will reach out to you since you left a voicemail i got your number so we'll we'll give you a call and arrange the delivery of your free swag. Nice. 
And guys, if you want to get a chance to win our giveaway, please make sure to keep leaving voicemails or you can text us and we'll get that out to you. And that's 626-657-6608. And you know what, Julie, I'll let you go because I know you're in San Francisco and you're going to go eat dinner with Drea and um, I'll let you go on your way. But um, Julie, thank you so much for taking my call and answering everybody's questions. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, Julie. All right, guys. So please leave your voicemail or send your text to our voicemail line, 626-657-6608. And we may feature it here on one of our bonus episodes and choose you as one of our next winners. So please send those messages in. And on the next episode of the Drifting Pretty Podcast, you may remember her when she co-hosted episode two with me. Sarah Bantai is back as a guest on our show. Ellie and I interview her about her nine-year transformation from a shy, awkward, quiet gal to a confident, blazing hot, independent woman, and when she realized she was suffering from an addiction to alcohol and how she's overcoming it. In the meantime, you can find Dr. Julie Van on Instagram and TikTok at Dr. Julie Van, that's D-R Julie van v-a-n and please follow us on instagram at drifting pretty and visit our website at driftingpretty.com and doll we'll see you in the next one